0: And what a great start of the week today! And for episode twenty-one, it's confirmed or announced: Xbox is buying ZeniMax Media, which is the parent company of Bethesda. Who, who, They buying it out for seven point five billion? Outlandish. Hit me first, because I was doing my morning, my morning thing. Okay, so. Oh, my God. $7.5 billion that Xbox has bought ZeniMax. ZeniMax is the parent company of Bethesda, okay? And the studios as a whole. So we're talking Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, ID Software, ZeniMax, Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roadhouse Studios, courtesy of IGN. Um, pretty much these games are all under the uh the bethesda branding type deal but the biggest the biggest name was bethesda and id software as far as the gaming is concerned per se there's other games and other studios that that are rocking with it but right now this is the gun ho here um another questionable thing too is because of this acquisition that everybody thought you know it's going to be you know xbox exclusives this is the start of the revolution to fight the playstation 5 on the one-on-one with uh you know, under Microsoft Studios, there is a point that there it's gonna happen. You know, or there can be, depending on certain games and their contract contracts that they have, uh, as far as uh, publishing to other develop uh, to other um, you know consoles or cloud gaming, or whatever. That could still be put in place, but more than likely, it's all gonna become just a, a whole Microsoft thing. Um, Death Loop, okay, that is a timed exclusive with PlayStation 5 and Ghostwire Tokyo that's those are timely exclusive games for the PlayStation 5 yet Microsoft has bought ZeniMax so there's a lot of things that's going to be ironed out no that doesn't mean that Deathloop is going to be gone obviously it's a timed exclusive for a reason but that was before the bid was you know the bid was taken so it's not going to be stripped and go to Xbox and that's it but I would probably think and depending on how it's going to be, maybe the sequel will be an exclusive for Xbox. We don't we don't know. Um, but what we do know is this is the major move that the day before the pre-orders go live. So this is a great pop move that uh, Phil Spencer and the Xbox team did. It's the day before you announce this big old purchase update. And Game Pass Ultimate will be added with all those games in the near future. By near future, we're talking about possibly as soon as uh, the Xbox Series X is available. And then the Xbox Pass Ultimate will be uh, having those games. So we... Um, it's just developing, you know. Um, a lot of people are saying about like... So what's the deal with, um, you know, the other games for exclusivity or, you know... They don't know if all the games that Bethesda has made for PC and for the PlayStation and the like. Even the Switch... What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Todd Howard, Bethesda Game Studios, waiting on his little blog post. I didn't s- specifically state such, but he says this in quote, let's see, are optimized for the vast worlds we love to create with generational leaps, not just in graphics, but CPU and data streaming as well. It's to lead to our biggest engine overhaul since, Oblivion, with all new technologies powering our first IP in 25 years, Starfield, as well as the Elder Scrolls, they get six or five and then they and they said uh it's um there's another quote here i'm trying to brief you real quick he goes like our original partnership this one is about about more than one system or one screen we share a deep belief in the fundamental power of games in their ability to connect empower and bring joy and a belief we should bring that to everyone regardless of who you are where you live or what you play on regardless of the screen size the controller or your ability to even use one so based on that it does seem to me that there is going to be some still you know having the contracts relevant to other platforms not just microsoft but it doesn't stop the fact that they are they are able to do so and gridlock it so be comfortable now for a year or two but with this next generation popping and how PS5 is coming at you with all these uh, PS uh, PlayStation Studios and Microsoft Studios. So it's Bethesda. This is a big power move. Not to mention, this is one of the biggest purchases, uh, biggest ones for the gaming world. Because they bought Mahjong for $2.5 billion And that gave the Minecraft sole ownership for Microsoft. So Microsoft owns Minecraft by purchasing mahjong studios the the company as a whole and it's only available for xbox and pc and yes you do see minecraft that android platforms and the like so judging how how phil spencer is trying to look at this xbox as a more technology next generation hands-on everywhere with any device you have for the xbox game pass this seems like this bethesda is going to be something of the same nature so let's let's just see how it happens but i will say this in the next year or two, these big exclusive games that's going to be coming up for Bethesda, it's going to be mainly for the Xbox, but we just don't know how it's going to impact the general public. That's their probably first idea, keeping Microsoft, Microsoft only. But will it hinder? Will it hinder those publishers and those companies? We shall see. I firmly believe, and hear me out, that the Sony PlayStation has missed the boat in their opportunity to shape the way the next generation. Uh, video game industry will be looking like and thanks to xbox microsoft it does look like they have seen the opportunity phil spencer does know what's happening and now they're locked in key and they're making things happen and what i mean by is this on live was a service a streaming service that was meant to pretty much get the console out the way and let it be a service that could stream games very great concept that company was powered by i think gay key or was a competitor of gay key? i think there was a competitor of gay key i might be butchering that name by the way but look it up through the research i think it's gay key or guy key. and walmart bought them at a, at a time where they were trying to initiate uh free trial gameplays on their web browser before you even played a game to go ahead and make the purchase for a console um then out of random sony bought them i don't know for a disclosed amount that you can I don't know off the top of my head, um, but they bought that company and we didn't know why we didn't know what would, they were gonna do with it, and then months down the road they initiated their uh, their version of streaming called the PlayStation Now at twenty dollars a month nineteen ninety nine, so that's a big price tag you know that, that was yet six about six years ago. Microsoft wasn't dealing with any of that they were still trying to struggle how to get an Xbox One to. Make make those that had the Xbox One a compelling purchase price, for that matter. And, you know, holding down what they were holding down, okay? But Sony seemed like they had a great opportunity for them. A lot of people at that time were like, oh, look, now all the PS2 catalog could be right in the in the backlog. And we all could play all of PS2. This is the answer to backwards compatibility. And then it was, it, you know, lackluster. It was a brand new service. Not even 100 games. Then it ended up being 100 games. And it was just uh and then we were was we gonna add more games more games more games but because it was very limited a lot of people didn't really dive into that they just you know it was cheaper for them to go ahead and buy a ps2 from a, a used you know video game store a shop and they'll buy their ps2 games that they really really love and enjoy that instead of paying on a monthly basis then years ago down the road of course the library of the playstation now has been growing and growing and growing. And it was only a Sony device. Then it was rumors that the PlayStation Now. Will be optimal for those that have Sony Bravia TVs. As well as uh applications. You know phones and whatever. Um, we didn't see that for a while. Until they finally released it. Which is probably pretty recently. Uh, that I might add. I think it was about a year ago. Or two years ago. That they released PlayStation Now on the PC. Which I personally took advantage of. So my son can go ahead and play that. Which worked out well. Um, so they had that. But. They had this they had this for a while and i don't know why sony felt they just they they dropped the ball on because they could have modeled it and promoted it better than just being a service remember the playstation view for those that are aware the PlayStation view, which didn't make sense, because Sony is not just gaming, it's Sony Movies, Sony entertainment, Sony TVs, Sony uh, uh, movie, you know, all that jazz. So uh, cam- uh, cameras, they make the cameras for the iPhone. So like they're bigger business. So when they released PlayStation view, they were trying to get into the cable TV market, the direct TV markets, you know, like the television markets. And what better way to do that with a service that could be tied into a PlayStation console and they have their own studios, and they're like, you know, they could have more of agreements to get own channels back into it. But then it became costly during the the the, the um competition. Sling Media, uh, YouTube was getting into it now. Hulu was getting into live TV. Then all these other companies doing live TV efforts, and some were free, some were better packaged and better managed. And Sony View, Sony View, PS View was doing its thing. They had three packages, but I guess it just became. More of a loss to maintain because every market is different, so clearly that didn't really work out for them, and that phased out, but they pushed it a little bit better than the PlayStation now. the PlayStation now is just like, "Hey, look, we have a cloud service, cool twenty a month cool that's it like and, and we haven't heard it. you can ask an average sony person uh, a playstation uh just a PlayStation gamer that just got a playstation they won't they won't they don't even know or have the drive to get the playstation now you know what i mean so it's like it's very it's very lost and then they started to see the marketplace boom with a lot of these uh these uh gaming platforms rising to the occasion for the streaming totally forgetting that sony has been on this and had the experience for quite some time it's funny because you would as soon as you think about cloud gaming you the first two i would personally think you know is stadia because that's something that google introduced recently and microsoft and and then not even those two better yet ea or steam like so you got those that offer from the pc and then you can remotely play it from the pc as a as like a ser a server so you know there's, there's other options there but not a full-fledged cloud gaming and two have been rocking And one has been a powerhouse, and that is Microsoft's Game Pass. And the reason why that's really booming because they just like the PlayStation now, they looked at PlayStation and go, All right, I see what they're doing. Let's do this. We'll make it different. We'll make it so we could have a hundred plus a hundred titles up to a hundred titles on the PlayStation uh, on Microsoft Game Pass network. And every Microsoft Studios game that releases ends up being the party, the um. Day one release. So Halo comes out on the Xbox, you're going to get a day one on the Game Pass, regardless. Game Pass works for PC and Xbox. Now you have, Ge- like, Gears of War comes out, then you get it on the Game Pass as well. So you don't even need to have an Xbox, you could just have a PC, and everything that comes out on the Xbox, you could get it on the PC as long as it has a port of a PC, but it's Game Pass right and baked in there. Yes, they have rotating titles, uh, meaning it comes out for three or four months and it's out. PlayStation that has the same thing, but then they beefed up the service. They they took it one step further. So Phil Sponge is not stupid, so he's seen it as a uh, as an opportunity. To let's go and introduce this product, and let's call let's introduce Game Pass Ultimate, which I think it includes the Xbox and the PC in one, because there was a Game Pass for the Xbox and a Game Pass for the PC. With the Game Pass Ultimate, they're both. And includes Xbox Live, which is the paid service that you would pay to enjoy multiplayer gameplay. So, And that's $15 a month. That is a no-brainer on top of the fact that you get day one on, uh, on any Xbox release or any PC release that's exclusive to Microsoft Studios. Or, you know, studios that are exclusive with Microsoft. Now, here's the kicker. 2020 it's been a crazy year for 2020 just recently of course as you see with, within this week uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda which technically Zenimax which is the parent company of Bethesda AI uh ID software and two other studios the Arcane um and they hold Fallout Doom um Elder Scrolls so these are big wigs here you know these these are these are big daddies all right now that's obviously a question. If it's all going to be exclusive for now or exclusive down the road, we don't know. That's kind of a uh, it's kind of dicey at this point. But I personally think not for now, because how Microsoft is moving, it wants to be get Microsoft with everybody, with any device, regardless. You know, so that's that's their that's their thing. But not to mention, Microsoft has made a deal with EA, which is their. EA has their own service called EA Play, a.k.a. Origin. Um, now, when you have the Game Pass Ultimate, you have EA. They made a partnership that you don't even need to pay for EA Play as a service to enjoy EA Play on the Game Pass Ultimate. So as long as you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have EA Play for free. No extra cost. No extra cost. So, and this this is all streaming, by the way. This is all streaming. You can stream on the, PS, P, uh, the PC any Xbox, okay? And now they just doubled down, which I fault iOS for it, Apple, because they're, they, they, missed, they, they missed out. They really did. They're really gun, doing gun home the Apple Arcade, which is sad compared to what Microsoft is doing. But again, iPhone is phones and Microsoft is a gaming console. Anyway, I digress. So they introduced xCloud, which is another way to allow you to stream. 100 plus titles with your game pass service or game pass ultimate service on your android devices so any android device you have the phone or a tablet or any set top box that is powered by android software you could just download that and like a roku whatever not a roku but like a, 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 a kindle could run game pass ultimate and now it's your xbox you know they doubled down on this, so the Game Passes, all these initiatives happening. Sony, what the hell are you doing, Sony? The only thing Sony did to compete was lower that 19.99 to 9.99 for PlayStation Now, and that's it. And it was a botched release. It was released and then gone for the PS Now app to be on TVs. I don't even think that's even on their recent Sony Bravia TV. Not to mention their Sony Bravia TVs. They kept this solely onto Sony Bravia TVs. They don't have it third-party for LG, Samsung, even the low, lower end of Samsung. It's just a streaming service. As long as you have a, a strong Wi-Fi and just update the app and put the app on an old TV, and then you can just run PlayStation Now going from there. like It's not hard. Um, I, I, I never went to an LG OLED 55-inch TV to the marketplace to find PlayStation Now. They could, it could be there, but I highly doubt it because they kept it in the ecosystem. You know, they kept it to their own Sony Bravia TVs. So Sony has dropped the ball. You got Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, including with the Xbox Live subscription. Then you got EA Play at no additional cost. You can play on any Android device, dude. They're popping, and now they just got. They're, they're, they're key to compete with PlayStation when it comes to first-party titles with the purchase of ZeniMax, which owns Bethesda ID Software, Arcane, and the like. So all those games that are made by Bethesda, woo! You gotta be kidding! Microsoft is is you know, hey, I give it to them. And obviously, this is on a Monday. You know, the next day is gonna be the pre-order, so this is gonna be a a good deal. So I personally feel that Sony dropped the ball, and now you got Stadia here, which is. It's sad because Google Stadia has been announced, but I don't really hear any word on that. And I don't think it's really popping like that. And it might end up being what Google does, make a service, it's whack, shut down the service. And it sucks because it does have potential. But I don't see it popping. I don't see any exclusive. I don't see the usefulness. I don't, I don't see it rolling out like that. And the way they pitched it upon getting the, uh, the legendary or you know, foundation edition to play it first. And then later you can play by getting it you know, it's, it was all clunky rollout. I was really, really looking at it like this is going to be a threat. It's going to be crazy. And I thought Sony's going to answer because Sony has more of the years on it. And then, no, they just kind of got, got relaxed and just waited to see. But Microsoft has been waiting and seeing and now they're going gun ho on it. So now at this point, you got to look at Microsoft like, I know your console's not going to be selling well, but how is that service? How is some service revenue coming in? And that's, that's going to be their bread and butter. Sony needs to do something because, yes, the popularity of the PlayStation 5 is popping. It's, it's, it's getting hot. Everybody's going to be getting that. Everybody's going to have that in their homes. It is technically the same system to purchase on a lower price point versus Xbox's way of doing it. Whereas the, the S is kind of a lackluster system compared to the X but still can run the games but not as much. You know, So it's like PlayStation has to do something. They have to do something to take advantage of that remote play too because Microsoft just announced something as far as uh, doing remote play for your Xbox 2 which that they were late into the game. Sony has had that for the PlayStation Vita and I have been I only got the Vita just because of that. I even have with the PSP before even the Vita. So the PSP came out and they had remote play for PlayStation 3 and I rocked that. Now you have remote play on the PC so any PC you can have. Um, they have PlayStation remote play on the iPhone which is great but they don't allow you to do it via data which is stupid but yeah, man, Sony needs to come up and think about something and take advantage of their purchase because they, this is the new way. This is a new wave and Microsoft is literally shifting their lane and making the guide to the next generation gaming by shifting their focus. And this is this is it, man. This is we got to suck it up. Everything's going to be digital at this point. So let's just see what Sony's going to do. Let's see.
1: So it has been officially announced the Nintendo 3DS has been officially discontinued and they'll be no longer manufacturing them in Japan. This was pretty much a long time coming, even, especially ever since the Switch came out in 2017. It pretty much took over the handheld play. So we it was pretty much like a waiting game, but it was officially announced that you know they'll be no longer making any more 3 ds Obviously, they're still going to keep all the games still out there on the eShop, the online retail stores, and Nintendo.com. They're going to keep all that there, which is good, so they're still going to keep that there, but I think it had a great run, honestly. Amazing system. came. It was first announced on 2010 on E3, then came out, I believe, if I remember, it was a year later, and had some great titles i mean pokemon x and y of course and then of course pokemon alpha sapphire pokemon sun and don't forget all like the mario games super mario brothers 3d world of course the remakes of legend of zelda majora's Mask 3d it came out with some great great title nintendo titles especially the on the jrpg side the platformer side so it did well and it sold magnificently too for a handheld system lifetime sales as of you know this what what sold uh 75.7 million with 383.1 million games sold on the system so it nintendo did pretty well for themselves and you know I wonder, you know, with the whole Switch thing, I don't know if they're going to be announcing any kind of handheld anytime soon, because pretty much Switch is taking control of both the handheld and the stay home gaming, too. So, having both of those will be fantastic, and I'm excited, you know, what's going to come up with new, but I think, you know, this was a long time coming, not a shock at all, the situation that's happening, but... I am happy with Nintendo and, you know, I'm glad that they're doing well and they could focus, you know, more on their Switch and who knows what's going to happen in the future. Bit of sad news. Um, Mikhail Ansel, who is the creator of Rayman, Beyond Good and Evil, has announced that he'll be leaving Game Development after being in the game for more than 30 years he's of course for the people who don't know he had he was the one who created Rayman and all of its reincarnations of course the first Rayman game coming out in 1995 for the Jaguar the PS1 and that game was just amazing, like even to this day, it still looks great. The graphics on it it's like the two d game but the the graphics on it is very like watercolory like and it's like it was very different looking back when it first came out, and like honestly. The Rayman game series in general is like one of my favorite platformer series. Love 2, Love 3, and of course, Love like Origins and Legends. Those were fun games that me and Killer Wiz used to play all the time. And it's just, you know, it's, a, and of course, Beyond Good and Evil, one of the most underrated, in my opinion like action platformer type of games that came out for the ps2 gamecube era and it's like i'm like you know i understand why he's leaving he did announce the reason he's leaving is because he wanted to focus more on his passion which is a wildlife sanctuary which you know he's like really into like animals wildlife he wants to do like education he wants to like you know save the animals and save wildlife which i commend him for that and especially something that he wants to do it's like i'm definitely gonna commend him for that he did mention that not nothing to worry about the beyond good and evil 2 that's still in the works and still in its process of being made which you know it's kind of good i don't want to say like I'm like, of course, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy that he's doing what he loves to do. But uh, I was a little worried about the good, beyond good and evil, too. It's like, oh, my God. But he said that it is going on fine. He did all his consultation like a while ago. They haven't even talked to him in a bit. Because they've just been pretty much, the Ubisoft has been pretty much doing it themselves and focusing on them. So they just got their consultation and, of course, the art direction from him. Because, you know, he's the one who actually made these characters. So I'm actually happy about him. Some great news going on. And I hope he does well in his life. And, of course, I'm probably going to be following up. Kind of curious on how he's going to do. He's living his passion. I'm happy. Fortnite is always up with the exclusives, as was you know, announced that BTS, of course, everyone who knows BTS, one of the biggest K-pop boy groups all over the world, recently had a new hit of Dynamite, huge hit in the United States and all all over the world over three hundred and eighty million views since August twentieth or when the release for video first release came out. They're going to be releasing a dance choreo version of their song Dynamite, which usually K-pop artists will release like a choreo version of their videos to you know for people to learn how to do the choreo and all that. And they're gonna be releasing it exclusively on Fortnite Party. Uh, Fortnite Party Royale. And it's actually kind of great. It's actually going to be releasing on the 25th of September, which is this Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's just crazy how, you know, how popular, of course, everyone knows how popular Fortnite is ever since it first came out. And it's been, like, crazy with the premieres, the concerts, the movies they would announce the trailers they would release like things like you know the Marshmallow concert, Travis Scott's concert, freaking trailers of huge movies and like even movies being played. It's Fortnite is huge. And of course if you're gonna have something premiered on that, you know there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on that, especially with fortnite being all over the place so it's gonna be a ton of eyeballs and of course bts being a huge fan like i know there's probably some people who are huge bts fans who never play fortnite are probably going to check out and download fortnite just to get a, on the premiere of that i mean i know i'm going to because i definitely want to check that out because i always love to choreo i love learning about all the k-pop dances because you know huge k-pop fan right here so i'm just happy that bts is doing this it's definitely a great way to get their names like is, like i said it's killing the charts and doing things like this is only going to help them even further so i'm just i'm hoping for them like nothing but good things but i'm excited for it i can't wait to see how it's gonna work and they also along with this on the 23rd at 8 pm they're going to be releasing the emojis like the different kind of moves and stuff of bts and they haven't said exactly if it's going to be like the dynamite dancing like the dynamite moves that you see on the dynamite music video or their other choreography from their other discography of music which let's be real it'd be fantastic if it's either one because they have some amazing choreo in pretty much all their videos since they first came out back in like 2013 so it would be ridiculous if they had some of that you know like each of the members have like a different choice of different moves it would be like seven it would be actually pretty awesome if they did it. that's coming out at 8 p.m on the 23rd so right before the whole pre-release of their choreography video of dynamite so i'm sure you guys will be tuning on too i know i will be Blizzard just announced something new. As, of course, everyone had known, um, BlizzCon 2020 was supposed to happen this year, but, of course, you know, was canceled due to COVID 19. As, you know, all conventions have been canceled. BlizzCon is a huge convention where people get together who love, you know, Blizzard. Blizzard announced new games. And, of course, people, you know, cosplay, dress up, get together, play Blizzard games, and just, you know, get to know. And, of course, it was canceled, but they did announce. That they're going to have what they call BlizzCon Line. So, no, it's corny corny has her name. I'm sorry. Um, but they're going to have that, and it's going to be between February 19th and the 20th of 2021. Um, They didn't announce, like, you know, any, like, pricing of any tickets yet, or if it's even going to cost anything, or is it going to be a free event. Nothing has been announced, but they pretty much said that they're going to have a lot of different kind of activities, you know. Of course, keep it safe for the, you know, COVID-19, try to keep everything safe, social distance for the group activities and stuff. But they're going to have all this, which I think is actually pretty awesome didn't announce if they're gonna announce any new games or anything like that this was just announced so i'm sure more details will be coming out the further it comes which i think it's actually awesome that they're doing this they're also doing like a online cosplay contest where they're even gonna ha- let you have pets dress up as- in the cosplays which i think it's adorable that they're actually doing that like you have no- like a adorable that they're adding you know their pets be able to dress up and i'm assuming they're doing that because you know you can't really allow your animals in the actual convention but since you know they're doing everything distance they'll be able to do it at home and be able to dress up so i love the whole they're still doing the whole cosplay thing because huge cosplayer myself and like it's interesting that he's still going to keep with the whole cosplay and of course they're gonna, you know, do like digital storytelling contests, art contests, talent shows. They're doing all of that. They pretty much keep they're trying to keep as much of the events that BlizzCon usually does every year, but you know, try to do it in an online type of capacity where, you know, everyone could still be able to enjoy and have fun, but still, you know, have their new things, which they're doing that, and then of course one of the huge things that they do every year is called March of the Marlocks, where you know fans who dress up as a Marlock, you know, march in. And they, since they can't exactly you know get together and do that, they're going to do like online videos that people will submit. You know, dressing up as one of them, submit the videos, and they also will let you, you know do gameplays If you you know if you play as a munchlock, there'll be marlock, they'll be able to. You create videos from that and then send that over, which they need everything sent by January 4th in order to make sure that they're able to create their videos and all that. But I think doing that is is awesome. It seems like a lot of different kind of conventions are doing the online things. I know San Diego Comic-Con did one not too long ago. And of course, DC had one not too long ago and a bunch of anime ones are doing it too like you know they have to try to figure out a way to do it without you know since conventions can't be open because you know too much people can't have that right now so it's nice that they're doing something like this and still be able to have people to have fun and enjoy you know what they
0: like and what they're into but you know do it in a more safe way and so it began the pre-orders of the microsoft xbox series x and s have kicked off at 11 a.m Eastern standard time in the united states and it went well compared to the botched, terrible experience of the PlayStation 5. And by well meaning, yes, you visit GameStop.com and you are forced to wait for something you don't want to buy if you're on a mobile device. Literally go to GameStop.com and you're you're literally stuck with a page saying, hey, you're in queue. If you refresh it, it restarts your line. Maybe I want to pre- pre-order pre some accessories for the PlayStation 5. Maybe want to get another game or a gift or trade-in valleys and the like. No, GameStop doesn't allow you to do that. At least with my Safari, it has been like that. And then an hour after that queue came in, the website crashed. Uh, Walmart, uh, website crashed. Uh, Amazon, um, they are announcing it later, so we don't know anything about that. But Target's website and crashed. Uh, so a lot of people are going and going and going and going and going in. Those that actually line out for the X and S, they walked out with pre-orders in enough quantities. So, it's smooth compared to... You know, because Microsoft had a plan versus PlayStation 5 said next day, but then all the re- retailers were like, oh, let's do it! They should have done that with the Microsoft. Huh. Makes you wonder, huh? What side are they playing, huh? They, Microsoft had a plan. They listened to the plan. Sony had it playing for the next day and they just said F it reserve it now. Ha ha ha. So yeah, very smooth. We don't know if all of them are sold out yet. Obviously we'll you know play by ear maybe the day everything will probably be sold out. It is a it is a hot console. You know it'll push. But it'll be hilarious if there's still pre-orders available the very next day. That kind of makes makes you kinda wonder uh the demand or uh did they anticipate a lot of shipments for the actual device. So that's that's just one thing we would uh find out within a week or so. But yeah, uh Twitter has been uh more or less um uh, been favorable with the Microsoft deal as far as them putting it out there. So congrats to those that locked down the PlayStation uh the, the Microsoft uh kudos to them they they uh secured their their system, unfortunately for me, I am not, and I am stuck refreshing the pages of all these merchants, besides GameStop, because again, GameStop forces you to be on q Q4 system you don't want, um, for me to get a PlayStation 5, I just need to keep refreshing, keep refreshing, and praying, and praying, and hope for the best, so yeah, cool. As the plot thickens versus Epic and Apple going back and forth, today, there has been an announcement that Epic, Spotify, and others' allies are against apple and google by forming the coalition for app fairness it pretty much is stated that apple taxes consumers and crushes innovation freedom of choice and fair competition across the app ecosystem the group plans to push for new regulations governing how app stores can be run Um, and that is courtesy of engadget so they literally geared up and work are working with those that uh been shafted by Apple and Google but mainly it's looking like Apple you know i mean Google's a part of it because they have a digital front and they did they pulled the same thing with Epic but it started with Apple okay um so pretty much Spotify has their own beef Tile has their own beef with the app Find My which i guess was um they held out Fe- Find My for their own Find My iPhone instead and then allowed it to be run so it's like anti-competitive right there epic games obviously we all know why um and spotify is with the music game because spotify was growing more and apple came out and then they had a they had a back and forth about you know you have to pay this cut to 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 be a part of apple so they removed them and it came back it's oh it's all crazy stuff. But that's another update. We're getting close to September 28th. Um, four more days left um, for this. But the coalition. And what this coalition is going to do is actually uh, support small developers for the fight against Apple and Google. And uh, pretty much finance themselves. Uh, finance them to go into the fight with Apple or Google. Um, as long as they f- meet the criteria, which is pretty much gets shafted. Uh, And being screwed over by, you know, anti-competitive ways and the like. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Usually with kind of a pool of companies get together and form a lobbyist group and then go and push. It's usually something that is looked at, but will it have any effect is the question. But hey, very interesting.